0: Hello to all of the married couples out there. Welcome to another episode of Keeping Your Marriage Hot and Holy with your love coach, Chara Taylor. So today we're going to talk about, hey, we're married Christians. What exactly can we do sexually? You know, I do know that we have been told numerous times what we cannot do. We always hear about the don'ts, but I want to give us some of the do's from a biblical standpoint. So that we understand that we do have some freedoms because we are legally married and joined in this covenant union under God. So the first scripture is found in Hebrews 13 verse number four, where it says that marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled, but fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So those who are going to be judged are those who are unmarried and having sex, the fornicators and those who are married, but having sex with someone else the adulterers the other scripture that I want to point out is found in Amos the third chapter the third verse that says can two walk together except they be agreed so we must understand that God honors unity and agreement so as a husband and wife what you agree on sexually is allowed in the bedroom with the exception of a few rules the ones that he mentioned in Hebrews 13 If you're having sex with someone else, and then some that are found in the commandments and in Leviticus and in Romans. And so I want to just share those restrictions that we do have. Before we get into the what you can do, we really must know that there are some restrictions. And it's only a few, okay? So here they are. God totally forbids adultery. Nope, you can't have sex with someone that you're not married to. Okay? Point blank. God also totally forbids sex with animals, bestiality, uh, and just uh, on a personal tip, guys, that's gross, okay, Um, and God also forbids sex with relatives, and in Leviticus, he lists all the relatives, he didn't just say with relatives, he listed them by no brothers, no sisters, so he went through an entire list, and he also included in there, that includes in-laws. Nope, can't bring your in-laws and have sex with them, okay? God forbids sex with the same gender, point blank, found in Leviticus and found in Romans, okay? So you know what that means for you couples? Ha, sorry, no threesomes, no orgies. Can't be inviting somebody else in, okay? Now, these restrictions are given, but they're given as protection. They're not given to prohibit your fun because outside of these restrictions, you have freedom. And you can keep it hot, you can keep it holy, and you can have fun. So let's talk about it, okay? Let's talk about this. God gives us restrictions on who we can have sex with. But He does not restrict how we can perform, where we can perform, or what we can add to the performance. Isn't that great to know? So you and your spouse are free to explore different positions. One of the things that I always say is that God said we cannot have sex with animals. He did not say we cannot have sex like animals. Okay, Where did Adam get the positions from? Those animals were there before Eve was created. He probably watched them mate and get into all those different positions, all those different animals had to mate and reproduce after their like kind. So, yes, get into some new positions. It is okay to get some books to help you figure those things out, figure out some different things to try. Um, Some may be for you, some may not. We never know. But it's okay to explore those different options. I would personally stay away from the Internet because that can lead to watching pornography, which is another topic for another day. Now, God also allows different places. Let's think back to the bible they did not have beds in, in the beginning they had to create things to lay on so they were probably having sex in the bush in the rose bushes on in the in the vineyard where the grapes are uh, in the banana field in the cornfield they found different places to make it happen i would suggest that you find different places to have sex i always encourage making the bedroom and the bed your very last option first because if you're going into the bed nine times out of ten you're tired you've been working all day dealing with children whatever your day entails and you're gonna go in there and you're just really gonna have some lazy sex that's just the honest truth okay you're not gonna be able to put your all into it you're not gonna be able to put your whole heart mind thought body will and emotions and spirit and all of that into it it's just gonna be lazy and not, you're not performing at your best. So I say put the kids to bed, tuck them away, make sure that they are tucked away pretty good, and find a different place to, to have sex. Bring in a chair, get on the floor, get on the steps, find a different spot. And if you have an extra room in your home, then create a room that is designated just to sex. Because if you have a room that's designated to sex, then when you go in there, you're going to go in there with the right intentions and then you'll be performing at your top performance. Let's think about this very briefly. When you go into the kitchen, you're thinking about eating. When you walk into the bathroom, you're going to think about using the bathroom or taking a bath. When you walk into the bedroom, you're probably tired and thinking about going to bed. But if you have a sex room, if you walk into there, you already go in with, hey, this is what's getting ready to go down. It's getting ready to be on. It's getting ready to be good. If you have a man cave, when you walk into your man cave, you're walking or your woman cave, you're walking in there with the intentions of not being interrupted or your prayer room. You're going to pray. There's nothing wrong with having a sex room. I encourage it. So when you're getting your next house, okay. So let's move on. Let's quickly talk about this topic of oral sex. So there is no biblical reference to this topic. We can infer a meaning, but the Bible is clear about not adding to it or taking away from it. So we won't add to it. So if you've been in church and heard a leader say that the Bible says not to have oral sex, um, that's not true. This is going to be a personal preference. Do you like it or no? If you like it, then hey, do what you do. If your preference is no then please just say you know what I don't like it do not try to use scripture to get out of performing oral sex okay make sure you're both in agreement about this topic either way and if you're unsure here's some here's some advice I want to give you find a way to make it enjoyable if you're not sure if you like it or if you want to try it find a way to make it enjoyable I heard one lady say Well, the penis was not designed and created to be in my mouth. And I said to her, well, um, you know what? You're probably right. And when God created the chicken, he didn't create the chicken to be seasoned, floured and deep fried. But we figured out a way to make that fried chicken and make it a world's favorite. It's delicious and irresistible. We get cranky when we can't get a piece of fried chicken or whatever your favorite food is. You know, we can do the exact same thing when it comes to oral sex. If that's something that you want to partake in, if you don't, then don't do it, but make sure that you're both in agreement on this topic and this subject. OK, um, I also want to let you know that as a Christ following married couple, you have plenty of freedom in your bedroom. OK, so just keep it fun, guys. You can explore different things. You can add toppings and edible things and fruit, your favorite. My husband loves barbecue sauce, bring in barbecue sauce, honey, whatever that thing may be that you like, even if you need to have uh, extra toys, which is a topic that we're going to talk about next week uh, is bringing toys and including toys in the bedroom as a married Christian couple. Explore, keep it hot, keep it exciting. You have the freedom, you have the ability and You should because things get dull. Routine gets, monotony gets boring. So, God doesn't want us to be bored in our marriages. He wants us to have fun. He wants us to enjoy and explore sex. He created it. It's one of the greatest things that He created for us, and we're legal to do it, okay? So, I would love to dialogue with you further about this. I just want to encourage you to follow me on Facebook or connect with me on Facebook at Awaken Love Marriage Ministries or my own page, Chara A. Taylor, or please visit the website at Ministries.com. And I would love to dialogue more with you about this and talk more about this topic. We can have a part two if you like. This is one of my favorite things to talk about because in church and and in the um, Christian world, we just don't hit this topic enough and too many marriages are suffering because they are bored with sex. It's not that it's not good. It's just boring and routine. And we want to break that up. We want to help you get back to keeping things hot and holy. So thanks for joining. And until the next time, uh, make sure you keep it hot and holy. Try some of the new things. And I look forward to talking to you next time as we talk about more ways to keep it hot and holy. But we're going to talk about sex toys. Have a awesome and a wonderful time with your spouse. Keep it hot and holy.